T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. We are back. Great good morning, everyone. 10.05 a.m. Here in the great Northeast, this beautiful Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. This is the Bob Cordaro Show. I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Edwin Frisbee of Lake Ariel, William Bradley of Shepton, Martin Everhart of DuPont, and Michael Barron of Hazelton. Veterans we lost in December and honor today. So with history, our great founding fathers and the incomparable Constitution of the United States of America as our guides, let us continue Today's battle. And while we're at it, why not gavel back to order this uh, meeting of the Club for Common Sense? I want to kick off the hour by mentioning, well, not mentioning, reading the January 23rd statement from St. Teresa, Mother Teresa. Prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of our hearts. <laughs> That's it, It's always powerful, always poignant, Mother Teresa for today. Well, speaking of that on a more ephemeral plane... Our Congressman Dan Muser has been busy and caught my attention on a couple of items. The first is, he sent a letter to the IRS calling for an investigation into these supposed loan repayments that Jim and Sarah Biden, his brother Jim, made to him. There are other loans as well. Where is the documentation Congressman Muser wants to know? And the New York Post picked it up and wrote a great article on it just the other day. IRS, investigate. Do your job. But now before that, he's got a holding prosecutors accountable act that he has proposed. And it is so timely and so important. So we're going to talk to him about those two things 
Congressman Dan Muser, Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Bob Cadaro Show. How are you? Bob, great to be with you in the sanctity of sanity. (laughs) And here, sir, the people rule. (laughs) In our great republic or what we restore in our great republic. Great to be with you. Yes. Well, we played Franklin Roosevelt because he announced his candidacy in 1932, and he knew it wasn't a democracy. It was a democratic republic. And he said so when he announced that's when Democrats, before they had lost their minds. All right, so you've done two important things here. I mean, really critical on the national stage. And and as we look to Pennsylvania, with this insane Krasner character uh, as their prosecutor, destroying that fine and beautiful city, tell us about it. You've said, hey... What are we going to do here? And tell us about the bill you proposed. Well, I think it's a pretty common sense bill, particularly when you just uh, uh, peruse the data. Crime is rampant. I don't think that goes um, unnoticed uh, at all, uh, even up here in northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, In in, uh, D.C., for instance, in Washington, carjackings are up 100 percent from last year, and they were at all-time highs last year armed robberies, you name it. Uh, three of my eight staff in, in Washington over the last two years have been uh, mugged or uh, held up by gunpoint. Wow. So it's, um, it's out of control. My, my, my car was, was broken into, no big deal, but, but still sitting there in the, in the virtually, uh, what was the morning hour? So, and, and there's a reason for it. Both in Philadelphia, D.C., New York, Chicago, there's been a decl- decrease in Funding for police. It's very simple. In, in D.C., for instance, it's down $100 million, from $600 million to $500 million. Recruitment is at all-time lows. Everywhere you ask, I don't care if you're in Muncie, in, throughout my district, if you're in Pottsville, recruitment is way down. And to add, make things even worse, prosecutors, for those who are being arrested, um, are not prosecuting. I mean, they're, they're basically either public defenders or defendants or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you're the lawyer. You tell me. But they're um, uh, like in, in um, Philly, for instance, and in D.C., the prosecution percentage is under 30 percent for those that are arrested. Wow. I'm talking about violent crimes. Wow. Uh, 26, 27 percent. And here's something very interesting. San Diego, which is slightly smaller than Philadelphia, has a aggressive Republican district attorney and, and, and prosecutor. They, they prosecute 67%. And guess what? Their crime rate is one-tenth, one-tenth of Philadelphia, same size city. So my bill will mandate that the prosecution levels for violent crimes is at 67%. And if it's not, they're not going to receive federal funding. That, that is a great bill. And there's teeth to it. And think of the, the comparison, Congressman Muser. San Diego's in the state of California, and right. the state of California has essentially gone lawless. Yeah. And they're still doing better. They're still doing better by a mile than Philadelphia. By a mile. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So, you know, we're going to pursue this. It's going to be interesting to see which Democrats say, no, we don't want the um, violent criminals prosecuted. And drug dealers, they're part of this. And the data just is, is there. You know, you got the, you know, this George Soros uh, ideology. You're mentioning Krasner. 
I mean, the guy's the worst. I mean, you know, they tried to impeach him. If we would have had the, the House, he would have been brought up on impeachment charges um, uh, by by the Republican House. And why the Democrats in the in the Pennsylvania House said, oh, no, you know what? He's actually doing a fine job. Yeah. We'll um, we'll go have a cocktail with him and, and, and talk about how how the criminals are really the victims. And meanwhile, our beautiful uh, city of brotherly love is uh, not so loving. Yeah. Well, this that that's a big thing. Do you have any co-sponsors yet? I know it was just proposed. Yeah, no, we've got we've we've got several. I got about eleven here, um, all Republicans as of right now. But I'm 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 sure. Look, there there are there are there are a number of Democrats that are starting to face the reality of our out of control border, of our wildly excessive spending, of our domestic assault on American energy, and how wonderful it is to buy from you know, from OPEC. So, that, you know, the, even though the Biden administration clearly is not going to pivot because they're, they're driven by ideology uh, and irrationality and uh, not by outcomes, not what's best for America, uh, what's best for their ideological base. We, um, uh, but there are some Democrats that actually um, uh, care about their constituents and, and, and care about uh, make, making progress, not being progressive. Yeah. I call them regressives, the the ones who support this twisted ideology. Good one. Well, mm-hmm. this this is a, a great thing. Please keep us updated on it. Uh, now, and a second thing you did that caught the national fancy, and I, I I did not know about it until I'm you know perusing the New York Post and uh, yesterday's edition. Uh, had about this letter that you wrote to the IRS on January 17th, Commissioner yep. Daniel Werfel. Tell us what you asked the IRS to do. Well, I mean, first off, of course, there's a mountain of evidence about uh, Biden's involvement in his son's uh, scams. Uh, and one could easily uh, interpret them as, uh, his define scams. them as, as extortion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's driven by the Biden brand, which is Joe. I mean, there have been calls and, and you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, you put on I, I sometimes put on morning Joe in the morning. I, I was able to manage it for about three and a half minutes this morning. <laughs> uh, I didn't need a second cup of coffee after that one. But all, all they're doing is attacking uh, Trump and and stating anything, anything completely Machiavellian, truth or not, just to just to um, uh, make him look as, as dark as possible. But the truth is, and they don't even talk about this. There, there were calls, there were meetings, there were eyewitnesses. There are bank accounts overflowing with cash. Five million dollars was transferred to Hunter ten days after that threatening phone call. Uh, there were there were whistleblowers that were um, put down, and there was a cover up. Uh, lies, lies, lies. I mean, Biden. I, I had nothing to do with my son's business. So, but what he what he can't deny is, and and this is what I'm focusing on, and not many are. Uh, and as you know, former Revenue Secretary, I, I feel I'm in a good position to do it. The 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 loan scam that uh, Jim Biden thought he could just simply write loan payments on checks written to Joe Biden. And I have them right in front of me here, or copies of them for $240,000. And this is just the beginning, I think, where they wrote loan payment. Well, that's all well and good. But as former revenue secretary, I know that's also one of the oldest tricks in the book of making a payment without, without declaring it, without paying tax on it um, uh, for, for either party. So, but, and without but, showing but, you where you, where the money came from on yeah, either right. Joe Biden's side, or <laughs> and where, that's required. When, that's required. where, and when it has to be shown. 
legally required, absolutely, both in Pennsylvania state law uh, or any state law, to my, the best of my knowledge, and certainly federal law. So you need to have a promissory note. It needs to be a signed document. There needs to be some sort of interest associated with it. It needs to be real. The, the, the payment transfer needs to be shown. So I'm demanding uh, Danny Werfel, um, as he goes by, to, uh, to investigate this and let us know if there's actually loan documentation that proves that this is a loan. And if it's not, well, then Joe and Jim are guilty of serious crimes, serious crimes, uh, federal crimes for money laundering, for tax evasion, uh, and for fraud. And those crimes are real crimes. If you or I did that, we would be in big trouble. Yeah. That's tax evasion, and, uh, and it's very deliberate. And without the documentation, those are lies. And, um, uh, you know, the, the, the penalty needs to uh, fit the crime. Congressman Dan Muser is our guest. We're talking about a letter he wrote on January 17th to IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel. And Congressman Muser, on top of that, uh, your friend James Comer came up with a $40,000 payment from yeah. James Biden to Joe Biden, which equals an amount that he received from some Arabian con- country or Arabian company uh, yep. related to health care that he was James uh, Biden was supposedly consulting with. And it yeah. the, the amount he received went in equal amount to his brother Joe. It was exactly ten percent. Exactly the just the, the old the, what we we most of us have heard the ten percent that a big guy, the ten percent that a big guy. Well, it was exactly ten percent. So you know they live up to their their um, side deal agreements <laughs> amongst their crime family. Apparently, where all right? What capacity in your capacity as United States Congressman and on the committees that you are part of and the subcommittee you chair? Do you have any ability to press the IRS commissioner because he's gonna he's gonna try to ignore this. Uh, yes, we we, we do. Um, I can just simply uh, demand a meeting. Uh, they will have to give us some sort of response. They have not in the in the past ten days, uh, but we can come come the end of the day. We could certainly subpoena him, as is being done with Hunter and others who refuse to disclose. Uh, truths or provide information uh, that should be uh, made available under Freedom of Information. So, Congressman Muser, you've been obviously closely involved in following the the supposed Hunter Biden investigation, which is actually the investigation of Joe Biden. Uh, Where Hunter Biden is going now through his legal team has agreed to testify and do a deposition under oath in February, is your understanding that he could go and take the fifth at that event? Well, I, I, it is my understanding he can. Um, however, I think that that drives the culpability of his actions. So we shall see. I mean, they're pretty slippery, slimy characters. Uh, he's avoided. He, he, he uh, uh, would not appear. Uh, he completely was in violation of the subpoena. Uh, so he actually, anybody else would have been arrested by now, but uh, he then granted, uh, uh, you know, that he would uh, appear. 
So we, we will see. I mean, look, we have the evidence. Um, there are ties to Joe Biden. The explanations are necessary, but I think we know we, we, we've got such mountains of evidence. It's, uh, it'd be very difficult to disclaim certainly what I'm talking about here, but the payments as a whole, I mean, he's been on air force two flying to China, but why was your father calling in 20 times? Why did you go to cafe Milano with the mayor's wife of Moscow and then receive payment of $86,000 the next day for a Porsche? I mean, these people are dirty and it's shameful. Quite amazing. Uh, Congressman Muser, well, we hope you keep pressing them on this issue and keep informing us of these issues. Greatly appreciated that you're pursuing two very important things, left-wing lunatic prosecutors and the Biden crime family. We appreciate it. Any quick predictions, if you have any, on the New Hampshire primary tonight on the Republican side? Yeah, well, I think I think it's pretty clear that that, you know, we don't want to set expectations too high, but but Trump will win by 10, 11, 12, 13 points. Um, So and then once that's over with Nikki Haley, he's claiming she's going to continue into South Carolina. But that's going to be one heck of an embarrassment because the polls have them have President Trump, even though Nikki was governor there, up by 30 points. So I think this thing is coming to a a soon end uh, as far as having one nominee. And then, look, then we got to get behind it. What, you know, Trump's record was outstanding domestically and foreign. Look around the world, uh, people. Look around at the Middle East. Look at the Ukraine. Look at uh, the, the relations with, with, with China and the threats that they're telling Biden himself that they're going to take Taiwan, um, reunite Taiwan. And, and, and just look at the state of affairs here in, in, in the U.S. So, from the economy and spending and, and gas price continue and, and, and the border that was proven to be the number one issue that they're not doing anything about. So come the end of the day, it's really going to be about do we go to what we experienced of, of prosperity and economic growth? And even though there were a number of mean tweets in between that hopefully are, 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 are lessened, um, do you want to continue? Do you want to do you want to not re re? Uh, reinstall. And by the way, who are they? Policy? Who are the tweets mean right. to? A bunch yeah, of idiots. Know. I mean, right, <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, you know, I, I found I found a lot of them funny, like you. But but that is what some find to be a problem. His personality. Um, I don't, because frankly, I know him. I've seen him in work atmosphere. I've seen him in social atmospheres. I've seen him in just just thought and being candid. And I know he's got no special interest other than America first. And, of course, they've got a big problem with the whole MAGA thing, make America great again, and, um, which, is, which is all they're running on, yeah. that, that we're a bunch of MAGA lunatics and that we want to undermine democracy. Okay, trying to keep uh, the opponent off of the ballot, I'd say, is the prominent manner in a, in a banana republic of uh, of undermining democracy, which, which of course they're, they're trying to do, and malign him in the in ninety percent of the media at every at every given moment. So I mean that's what it really comes down to: Trump prosperity for four years, or we condone and continue. And and worse, let's face it: the border's getting worse, our domestic energy capacities are getting worse, the wars around the world are getting worse. 
Um, the, the, the malign activities of, of many countries is getting worse. So, you know, you cannot, a, a weak America cannot obviously lead, and that's what needs to be a case. We need to have a strong America. That's what the world wants, and um, Trump would deliver it. Biden has shown that we're, we're way off course. Well, Congressman Dan Muser, thank you very much for great work on these prosecutors, great work uh, on this Biden crime family. Uh, please keep us surprised. We'll do, Bob. Thanks very much. Right. Congressman Dan Muser, we'll be back. The Beatles recorded their hit Get Back this date, 1969. And then you want to talk about a hero. Not just as an athlete, but as a a leader through action, not words. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in uh, professional baseball. Elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. First year of eligibility, 1962. And uh, we sort of never looked back, have we? Really fascinating stuff. And we want to make sure we pay tribute to Jackie Robinson here. And mention also that this uh, hour is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport, uh, headquartered in Dunmore, but serving the entire Northeast United States for your trucking, shipping, logistic, and warehousing needs. Road Scholar Transport. And then the Camelot Wild Game Dinner, not too late to get in on it. And as I told uh, one of our great listeners, I'm fam- I'm paying full boat. I'm excited for it. Six-course wild game dinner tomorrow night, Camelot Restaurant and Inn in Waverly. Seating start at 5. Uh, I'll be there with a bib. We'll be back with our after these great sponsor mentions with our veterans' tribute and the weather. Edwin Frisbee. We lost him on December 23rd last year. At age 97, he was from Lake Ariel. His wife of 76 years, Francis, survives him. He was born in Ledgedale, attended Lake Consolidated School, class of 1943, retired as parts and service manager at Sears and Roebuck, Dixon City. United States Army veteran, World War II. His daughter survives him, Sandra grandchildren, and he was also preceded in death by another daughter. Edwin Frisbee. William Bradley Shepton, born West Hazelton, served honorably in the U.S. Army. Career in sales, but he was recently diagnosed with Parkinson's. He fought it, remained positive, continued to stay active. We lost him December 26th. He's survived by his loving wife of 62 years, Marie Joyce. A daughter, a son, and four grandchildren also survive him, William Bradley. Martin Everhart, we lost him December 18th at the age of 76. He was from DuPont. Born in Wilkesbury, graduate of Myers High School, Luzerne County Community College. Proudly served in the U.S. Navy. Retired as manager for Weiss Market. He was of the Lutheran faith, surviving 
are his wife of 51 years, Cheryl, a daughter, a son, and grandchildren, Martin Everhart. Michael Barron Hazelton passed away at age 95 on December 23rd. He was born in Stockton, but spent most of his life in Hazelton. Radar technician for Tobahanna Army Depot for 25 years, retiring in 1989. He had his own businesses in the Hazelton area, was a U.S. Army veteran serving from 1946 to 1948. He loved the outdoors, big game hunting, muzzle loading. He's the last member to survive in his immediate family. His wife of 72 years is still with us, though, Angeline. Four children, 12 grandchildren, nine great-grandchildren also. Survive him. Michael Barron, our veterans this day. Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, Sned says cloudy with a wintry mix, changing to all rain this afternoon. Uh, probably not freezing in most places, So, but be cautious. It'll be about 36 degrees this afternoon. Tonight, cloudy with rain, and the temperatures are going to stay in the mid-30s. Wednesday, cloudy with rain showers high near 40, and that's as far as Snedeker takes us. Um, We'll have to check this with um, Brian Hughes. Jim from Madisonville said that Channel 16 just had a news that Detective Kyle Gilmartin had left the hospital. This is the Scranton police officer that was shot. I did not see that. We'll have to check on it. Hmm. Fascinating. By the way, somebody texting anonymously, they say. <laughs> uh, Jackie Robinson in, in in that very same Hall of Fame induction speech, which we played earlier, mentioned Bob Feller, one of his teammates, in the speech. And Feller is a guy who gave up four of his prime years of baseball fighting during World War II. That's great. Thank you for that. By the way, somebody else mentioning Billy Preston, who we played yesterday, played keyboards for the Beatles on the song Get Back. A lot of information. Uh, somebody texts in, what a difference between the class and character of Jackie Robinson and these overpaid children we have playing s- professional sports today, spoiled brats. And I mean, it, Jackie Robinson, you want to talk about a a hero. I mean, he actually w- had his life on the line playing professional sports. Particularly when he'd go to the South. Quite fascinating. All right. So we're trying to do something every week with Rebecca Martino up at Stately Pet Supply. And she's got all kinds of great info. And I'll tell you, that's the store to go to. You hear you hear their ads on the on the program. And so I said, Rebecca, let's talk pets once a week. And she's agreed to do that, kindly so. And she's on the line now, Rebecca Martino, Stately Pet Supplies up in Clark Summit. How are you? Good morning. Doing very well. How are you? Great. 
Well, we, we talked about last week, the, you know, the dogs and, and the cats in the cold and to watch out for them. This week I was curious about uh, food because you, I hear all these ads, particularly on cable and satellite and all that. And I'm like, why don't you just go see Rebecca instead of guess what these people are selling? <laughs> okay, that's a whole billboard right there. Just just stop trying to decide, dissect all the different things in marketing because everyone says they're the best and everyone says your dog is a wolf and, and blah, 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 natural and holistic. And one, your dog is not a wolf. Uh, I don't want to break the internet if I made a blog about that, but your dog's not a wolf. You know, wolves eat... Yeah, they have to walk 30 miles in between their meals. They're eating, you know, decomposing carca- carcasses. And they're not eating three meals a day and getting rabies shots and wearing Christmas sweaters. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that... Uh, There's even more to, distinction? You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we're going to compress it all in this little bit, but maybe we'll tease it out into a couple more uh, for next week. But in general, you've tapped into what is a chasm, an absolute rabbit hole of problems in finding out what really is a good product in pet food. So what I like to say is I'm an RN who quit her job to specialize in pet products. My husband was at Toby Hanna Army Depot, and we quit our jobs to do this. So what we like to specialize in is how do you really separate the men from the boys? Because labels don't tell you what you think they're telling you. That's the tricky part. So tell us, I mean, uh, all right, I go to, well, I go to Stately Pet Supply, and I I say, okay, for for the cat, uh, what do we we get for Ponce and and the dog, little, I I call him Freddy, but he's got a different name. (laughs) Anyway, and then you tell me, size, weight, what are the questions you want to ask your, I'm going to call them clients, but customers, Mm -hmm about their dog or cat uh, to, to find them the right food in your store? Okay. Um, so most people want, uh, whether they've said it out loud to themselves or not, we all want something made with the quality of ingredients that we would also eat. So that's step number one in trouble in finding it in pet food. Pet food is not allowed to label what's called grade. I cannot tell the health status of, let's say, the chicken on the package. It just says chicken. And don't worry about the word meal. That means something different But because you can have plant-based meals, so don't get scared about that. But you want a quality of ingredient that you and I could eat. You cannot tell on the bag if that's what the company used. So the tricky thing is, is that did they use what's called a fit-for-human-consumption animal, fit-for-human-consumption multivitamin, or were they ones that perhaps were not even pharmaceutical-grade multivitamins? They're not really absorbable. You don't really get anything from them over the course of your life. Or are they the animals that, say, maybe just didn't do very well in a farming setting and, you know, maybe passed away and they go to the pet food industry usually? So what do you want from a pet food, you know? And I just help you find it. That, that's What's such a thing? big deal because you I, – I highlighted at the beginning of the – Commentary, and by the way, we are talking to Rebecca Martino from Stately Pet Supplies and Clark Summit. I, I hear, boy, they're convincing ads. The, the, you know, 
Oh, yeah. this dog is for this is from the farmer, <clears throat> and this is from this, and this is you tell us. We ask a couple of questions, and we send you exactly what they need to be. Well, I mean, come on, it's going to cost you a lot of money if you're picking the wrong food for your pet. <laughs> okay, that's a good thing. There, the, yeah, uh, you know, there are. I say nobody is inventing a new category of pet food. You'll either have a raw diet, whether it's frozen or freeze dried. You can have a cooked derivative, whether you're doing it in the crock pot or ordering it online. Uh, there are cooked foods. There are, you can have shelf-stable dehydrated foods uh, that you just reconstitute. I say like instant pancake mix. They're very easy. Um, you can get uh, canned food and you can get kibble. And that's basically it. There's only so many things you can do with a chicken. So nobody is inventing a new category yeah. of food. So that's where we like to specialize in. You know, especially in our store, we have a 15-mile delivery radius. We deliver, you know, same day as long as we know by 1 o'clock. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of direct-to-consumer shipping that stores like mine all over the country can help you cut that out. And uh, well, you know, we're only it's, interested it's, in yours. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Rebecca Martino, thank you for that. I, I and I. <sighs> When we were on the TV show, I, I would almost conclude the same way, which is, well, instead of guessing all this and getting a headache, mm -hmm. go to go to Stately Pet Supply. She'll 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 figure out with you what to do for your pet. And it's and boy, it's been so beneficial. I've had no veterans uh, veterinarian visits at all for my cat or the dog. Well, we, yes, we'll, we'll keep them healthy, keep them up to date. Don't forget that. Yeah. Cats can, <laughs> things can sneak up on animals quickly because their lifespan's a little shorter. But, it's, but it's, it's glad that you don't have a reoccurring, you know, money pit of problems, steroids, antibiotics, steroids, antibiotics, blah, blah, blah. You know, I like to get to the root of the cause, feed your pet well. I really love it when you can do it for less than you're doing now because a lot of brands, you're, just, you're paying for the marketing and they're lasting all the way to the bank because yeah. their food's no good. Good stuff. Rebecca Martino, Stately Pet Supplies, thank you, and we'll talk next Tuesday. Thanks, Bob. All right. We'll take a break. Bob Cadaro, The Eponymous Show. We will roll on. You got you to gotta hear that pipe sound, you know, when you're playing a bit from this song, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Always look like my friend Victor Phillips. Uh, but the number one hit, knocked three times, this date, 1971, January 23rd. Well, Brian Hughes is in the newsroom, and one of you guys had pointed this out, that um, our, our heroic cop, Kyle Gilmartin, has moved from the hospital to a rehab facility. Uh, Brian, what do you got? That is the word we have as well, Bob. It happened within the last half hour or so. Uh, it showed uh, Detective Gilmartin leaving Geisinger CMC to a great applause and cheers from fellow Scranton police officers and first responders. So heading to a rehab facility, we don't know where. And I, Was he in a wheelchair or was he in a stretcher? I, To be honest, it looked like he was walking. It looked like he walked wow. out. So, well, effort that. See if you can find out. And well, sure. Well, any anything more we can get on this great cop that we're all rooting for. I, I I go down the roads and I see these billboards and I'm just I get tears to my eyes. You know that they're rooting for Kyle. I, yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's outstanding. It, it's it's really great to see the area getting behind. Unfortunately, 
it takes a tragedy like that usually to get a lot of people to see and understand what uh, police officers go through on yeah. a daily basis. Well, I appreciate it. Brian Hughes, keep us up to date on it and, and everything. We appreciate it always. All right. So uh, it's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Let's go into it late, but I wanted to get that news in first. We'll be back. Elton John, his first top ten hit, if you can believe it. That was number eight. This date, 1971, your song. Bob Kadar back with you, reminding you the hour brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. And the uh, Wednesday, January 24th, that's tomorrow, six course big game dinner at Camelot Restaurant and Inn in Waverly. And uh, <laughs> I have to say, well, I have to mention it because, you know, they're, they're advertising, but I... <laughs> I don't want to mention it because I'm drooling. <laughs> and I know it's, whoa, I can't wait for it. It really is getting me going. Um, our, our friend Murph tells me that uh, Kyle Gilmartin is going to Philadelphia for rehab. So he, uh, he was taken out by stretcher at uh, Geisinger CMC. And he's being transported to Philadelphia for rehab. So that's that's the most, that's what we know now. So, man, you almost want to line, this, line the highway and just cheer for him all the way down. He'll get there in a couple of hours and uh, continue a difficult road to recovery. Good for him and good for us. I, man, it's a big deal, and it's... Uh, it strikes home every time I think about it. By the way, the on our five to follow, of course, the New Hampshire primary, and then this this question of a border deal. The third is the Trump prosecutor in Georgia. The fourth is crime, and that In and Out Burger, which is pretty good, by the way. I lived in L.A. It was it was pretty darn good, uh, but they're getting out of Oakland. Remember this. Oakland is the city that put in place reparations. Then they're the city that uh, promoted Hamas and their attack on the and murder and kidnapping of the innocent civilians in Israel. So Oakland's politics are disgusting. They're sickening. I am so happy as a Raiders fan that they are not associated with that city. I'm so happy. And I, I know there's Oakland fans. Oh, Oakland is Oakland. And oh, no, I'm, I, I am so happy that they have nothing to do with the city of Oakland, which has become a disgrace. But In-N-Out Burger said enough. And then the fifth, which is a big deal. And I'm so disappointed. Look at John Roberts. He checks which way the wind's blowing before he makes a ruling. But Amy Comey Barrett screwed us and ruled against Texas. Now, I I do want to mention, because I have not read either their opinions or the opinion they've joined on to that said that, the feds can 
cut the razor wire and other impediments to illegal immigration that the uh, Texas had instituted and put in place. I don't understand it on any level, but you have to remember this is a injunctive relief action, meaning you've got to prove that you would have won eventually. So it doesn't mean that Texas has lost the case. They've lost the immediate capacity to stop the feds from destroying any barriers they erect. And here's the problem with conservative judges. And I, I, I don't put Roberts in that category, but I put Amy Comey Barrett in that category. They're going to do the least possible intervention in any dispute. That's the philosophy they come from. It's the appropriate philosophy nine, maybe even more than nine out of ten times. In this case, they should have made, allowed the status quo, which is Texas can erect barriers. They can erect barriers of their choosing. They can enforce those barriers. And then we'll worry about the rest later. Think about it. There's always a balance of harm. The harm to have floods of illegal aliens coming into Texas is immediate and pressing. See, this is why I disagree with those two lawyers. That we, we could not believe that the uh, Clinton and Obama-appointed idiots uh, would rule in a proper way at all. They're just going with a left-wing lunatic philosophy. Does this fit our left-wing lunatic philosophy? Yeah, it does. So open borders. But to have two supposed conservatives vote against Texas is a, is a supreme disappointment. And I use that word intentionally. Ugh. Oh, what a shame. You, you just cannot. I mean, the, the, the harm is from people coming into the country. The people coming in illegally have no rights. The feds have no right to let people into the country illegally. And they have no right to alter what political asylum is without legislation. And four judges ruled the right way. The rest said, eh, if the federal government wants, not just the federal government, if the Biden administration wants open borders, they can have them. What an idiotic decision. What a, what a sad decision. And you will suffer for it. Oh, are the left-wing lunatics going to protest at their houses now? Pitiful. All right, Brian Hughes has the news. The Bob Cadaro Show will continue. We got a great guest coming up. We'll talk about that when we get back. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 